as a Pirates fan in 2021? I'm going to guess it'll be... Oh, Bob Nutting selling the team? (laughs) Wow, you're so predictable. Okay, well, maybe we can move the dialogue a little bit past that. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. Happy New Year's Eve to everyone listening today. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. I do this every weekday, except tomorrow. We're taking a break. And if you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Hope you can check those out. So let's say that you're not getting your dream wish for 2021 that nutting sells. And let's say that your second wish on the list would be that Major League Baseball and its labor situation disintegrates so badly that the owners end up calling for an all-out salary cap system, expanded revenue sharing, the whole deal. Let's say that also doesn't come to pass. What would you like to see just from a pure baseball standpoint? If you had to pick one thing on the team, I'll give you mine. And that would be the return of the real Brian Reynolds. To me, there was no bigger disappointment for this franchise at an individual level in 2020 than what happened to Reynolds. And I'm trying to use the term disappointment in the appropriate way because Reynolds has raised his own bar to the point where excellent hitting and really good all-around baseball should be the expectation. And yet, he went from the outstanding rookie year that he had in 2019. He was one of the best left fielders in all of baseball, just having shown up, having fought his way to get up into the majors and then fighting to stay up. Do you remember that? Pretty much every day through April and May, all they wanted to do was just send him back down because he still had options and everything else, and he just kept scratching and clawing and hitting and hitting and hitting. Two hits here, three hits there, two hits here. He just kept hitting, and he stayed. And then that never stopped. It was one of the most consistent season-long performances by a Pirate that I'd ever covered, and I've been covering the team for a long time. And I'm including his consistency off the field. No matter what, I'd ask him, Ryan, can you believe this? Can you believe how great this is going? Yeah, whatever. I'm trying to do He He has a really deep voice. Yeah, whatever. You could never get a rise out of the guy. I mean, he's he's got a great sense of humor and everything, and he's chatty enough. But you can't get him to just, you know, sit there and go, like, for example, Cole Tucker, that was just like the most gosh-wow person you'll ever meet. Reynolds isn't that. He stayed with an even heartbeat and even keel through the whole thing. And then 2020 comes along. And it started really in that training camp 2.0, as Derek Shelton was describing it. I'm sorry, spring training 2.0. 
at PNC Park where you could just see something was off. Reynolds wasn't making contact, solid contact with anything, even in his BPs. There was just nothing happening for him. And he ends up batting 189 in 185 at-bats. So this wasn't some tiny sample size. 189 with seven homers, which was at least something. 19 RBIs. 632 OPS. Uh, just such a... I don't have another word. It's just a disappointment. Like, you couldn't get mad at him. You couldn't get disgusted with it. It was just, what? Really? You? Like, I could understand almost every other guy who fell off dramatically in that lineup because we'd at least seen that. We'd seen Josh Bell struggle. We'd seen Adam Frazier struggle. Uh, Kevin Newman might have hit over his head in 2019. So at least all of those were explainable, palatable. Reynolds just made no sense. Just made no sense. If you go back through Reynolds' time in the minors and understand that most of this was in the San Francisco system, so he didn't have Kyle Stark and the Hoka Hay gang messing him up. His stats in the minors for his career, four years in the minors, was a 312 average, a 373 on base percentage, and an 844 OPS. All he's ever done is hit. Break it up year by year. Starting back to his first professional season, here's each of the four seasons that he spent in the minors. 313, 312, 302, 367. All he's done is hit. No wonder he had an even keel about everything. This, to him, was just like breathing. This was no big deal at all. Of course I'm hitting. What kind of question is that? And then 2020 comes along. That's a different environment for reporters, as I've shared with you often. I couldn't get into the clubhouse. No reporter could anywhere. Everything was done on Zoom calls, and the way the Zoom calls were arranged by the team is they'd most commonly just bring you somebody who had a good game. Because you'd want somebody who would be most amenable to saying yes when you would stop them in the clubhouse and say, hey, you want to talk to these reporters? Well, let's see. We just lost 9-8, to eight, but I hit two three-run homers, so yeah, I'll go talk to the reporters. So there wasn't much hearing from Reynolds. Occasionally, He'd come in when he'd have a good game and he'd have some kind of impact. But I didn't get a sense for what actually happened to him. What went wrong? What needs to be done to fix him, if anything? He showed in 2019 to all of us an impeccable command of the strike zone. He would not reach outside of it. He showed that both sides of the plate showed pop. None of that, none of that was in play. None of that was in play. The only thing that managed to hold up through the 2020 season are the seven bombs. That's it. Occasionally when he makes contact, it will go. That's it. He struck out too much. He didn't walk enough. All of these things that aren't in his history... 
However, however, if you're looking for hope on this front into 2021, know this. Baseball hates small samples. And over the course of a player's professional career, believe it or not, a year is a small sample. If it wasn't, Jack Wilson would be in the Hall of Fame based on that one year that he had the 210 hits and never replicated it before or after or even really came close. One year, a full year, can be an anomaly. Now, now, take into account that this wasn't even that. It was two months. I had a talk with Derek Shelton near the end of the season about Reynolds. And one of the things that Shelton brought up most prominently was that Reynolds and other guys in his lineup felt the burden of the short season once their slumps had started extending into two weeks, three weeks. Do you remember that? Whenever you were getting near the end of August and we were looking at these offensive numbers and going, oh my God, these guys are going to finish with numbers like this. Well, don't think that those guys themselves weren't aware of that. In a normal baseball season, if you struggle in April, you shrug it off. I'm going to have a big May. And then look out. Middle of the summer, here I come. That was never afforded to anybody. It was, quite literally, a season like no other. And it wasn't really even a season. Sure, I could say the same thing about Kibrian Hayes, you know, looking like Rod Carew for a month in the other direction. But Kibrian's not going to hit 400 every month he plays in 2021. All of these things tend to even out in baseball. Water finds its level in baseball more than any other sport. The truth about Reynolds, I was about to say it probably lies in the middle, but I really don't think it does, meaning the middle between 2019 and 2020. To me, it lies closer to what his median has always been. He's always been an over 300 hitter at every level of the game. And he's very comfortable being that guy. I believe he's going to be that guy again next year. When we come back, just one question. brought to you on this program by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar right across Federal Street from PNC Park. If you're too busy to get down to Mike's, you can still choose your favorites from the more than 500 beers he's got on tap from the comfort of your own home. Just go online, mikesbeerbar.com slash beer hyphen menu. All of his ridiculous sales. I was looking for the right word here. These are ridiculous. Buy three crawlers and get three free. That's not a sale. That's a giveaway. Mix and match two six-packs and get free delivery. There'd be a $5 charge otherwise. You might even have Mike bringing you the beer. He's actually been doing a lot of the delivery for himself. Hey, it's that kind of time, right? Go to mikesbeerbar.com slash beer hyphen menu or call 412-322-BEER. 
to order and pay. Person must be 21, ID required and present to receive delivery. Today's Just One Question comes from Kevin, who asks, what under-the-radar player is going to make the biggest impact this season for the Pirates? Under-the-radar is a difficult term to apply to the Pirates because there's radar for the people who are really, really into the team, like the ones who would listen to a show like this. So, like you. <laughs> or, or it can be, you know, Joe Q. Public that only knows when you mention the Pirates to spit venom about Bob Nutting and can't actually name a single player on the team, particularly now that Starling Marte and Josh Bell are gone. But I'm going to say as an under-the-radar guy and someone that most Pittsburghers definitely aren't aware of and who could probably walk through Market Square carrying a red neon sign that says, Hello, I'm J.T. Brubaker, and I pitch for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he still wouldn't be recognized. But Brubaker would be my guy here. Um, he pitched so well in spring training 2.0 at PNC Park that he left Shelton and Ben Charrington with no choice but to have him in the rotation. And then from there, he took that opportunity and pitched really well against some good lineups. Uh, I'm most struck by a game that I covered of his uh, in St. Louis at Bush Stadium against the Cardinals where he was using all of his pitches. He was working with a little bit of a swagger to him and setting the Cardinals down, and I thought to myself, this kid's just growing up right here in front of us. Uh, the previous management, I can tell you, uh, Neil Huntington really, really liked this kid and was really disappointed that he wasn't able to pitch in 2019. He felt that he would have had an impact on that club. And then, you know, thus in turn might have saved their jobs. This, uh, this kid is, he's got stuff. He's got off-speed stuff, but more than anything else, he's got... Uh, poise and pitch awareness. That's the, the thing that jumps out when you watch him and when you're talking to the Pirates people about him that that really is what seems to be his mark at the moment is his poise. And Jacob Stallings is going to be calling the game for any pitcher that's on the mound. He's that good at it. But this kid's not shaking off Stallings. He's seeing what's there and he's hitting it and he's getting the ball back and then he's doing it again. Um, I really, really liked what I saw from him. There were a couple of starts that didn't go so well. That's to be expected. This was his rookie year, even though he's a little bit older and a little bit delayed in his arrival because of the injury situation that he had. 26 years old, by the way. But if you think about the rotation, the way it'll set up after Joe Musgrove gets traded, you're talking about... Chad Cool, Jamison Tyone, again, theoretically, uh, Stephen Brault, Mitch Keller, and, of course, Brubaker. It's going to be a really, really young staff. But it also won't be that hard to stand out with the group. It won't be that hard to catch people's eye because some of these guys are going to have their ups and downs at their age. And Brubaker, even though he's 
inexperienced at the major league level has the age and some maturity to help him get through it. I think you're going to like him, and I think he's going to surprise people, and, and it's going to be pleasantly so. And so he's going to be my pick in this regard. Uh, thanks so much for the question. Thanks to everybody for listening to this show. Again, we will be back Monday, and I'd like to wish everyone a happy new year. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.